Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Say goodbye to diluted creams and serums that are often made up of 70% water and 15% preservatives, leaving minimal space for the ingredients your skin craves. The scientists behind fiber skincare have spent 15 years perfecting nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. And just one year ago, they patented a way of wrapping these nanofibers around oil or liquid-based ingredients. The result was a formula that delivers five times more active ingredients compared to creams or serums with no need for fillers like water preservatives or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is a plant-based anti-wrinkle set of patches that you use over seven days, applying them just like your favorite serums. Your skin will feel tighter in 10 seconds, and over seven days, the program is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by by 19.4%. In fact, they have a tighter skin guarantee where if your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they will give you your money back, no questions asked. Go to fiberskincare.com and use code unfiltered for 15% off. More like a lot of questions are, how do I help my son express his emotions? Um, Like I feel like this emotions and boys thing seems to be a big topic with uh, the feelings. I don't know what, is there a way to teach them or is, is that a gender specific issue or have you noticed any of that? Hey guys, it is Monday and welcome to the CatNet Unfiltered podcast. And this is a special podcast because Nat and I started the Common Parent way back when, because when we had teenagers, we felt way over our head and like no one was talking about it. Toddlers and the younger ones, everyone had all the conversations and there was books. So The Common Parent is a community that we created for members where they can go and listen to amazing experts. Now, 
because we love our community so much, we wanted to bring over some of the experts so you could hear little snippets of them. We bring you one a Monday. If you're in the membership, you know that you get full access to them and you have a whole bunch of library in there. So if you're new here, go check out thecommonparent.com. And if you're not, you're going to take a listen to some of the experts that join us. Um, really, it is about taking tools for your toolbox, quick hits, because a lot of us don't have time for a lot of books. And all the experts are so amazing that learning something that's actionable that day is like, ah, the best. So uh, this Monday, we hope you enjoy our expert and just sit back. Uh, We know it can be overwhelming. We know it can feel like a lot, but with the experts and the community and us, we all can do this together. Take a listen um, to our next expert right after this break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, It's a a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you've been following us, you know we are last minute planners when it comes to summer, except for this year. We even have one of our kids going to overnight camp for a month, a whole month. We're super excited for them, but we are getting anxious about not seeing them for that long. How will they cope? Will they make friends? Will they be homesick? We all have our own unique set of stressors varying in size and significance, yet when we hold on to them, they can gradually take a toll on our well-being. Fortunately, therapy provides a safe space where you can get things off your chest and find effective strategies to work through whatever is weighing you down. Therapy offers a place to discover strategies for stress reduction and balance in your life, helping you face life's challenges with new strength. Like when your tween goes to overnight camp for a month and you're trying to put on a brave face. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's completely online, designed for convenience, flexibility, and tailored to fit your schedule. Simply complete a short questionnaire to be matched with a licensed therapist, knowing you can switch therapists anytime at no extra cost. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Nat today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Nat. We are so excited to talk to you. This seems to be 
I don't know why a topic that isn't covered often. I mean, like in the parenting spectrum. And we are the mothers of four boys. But first, uh, could you introduce yourself and tell us who you are and what you do? Sure. So I'm Dr. Leah Lisa. I'm calling myself the shameless psychiatrist because I, uh, I'm all about parenting without shame. So it's all about like how to talk to your children about those awkward topics like sex and uh, healthy relationships and self-esteem and all the things that are cringeworthy um, and bring into that conversation a uh, lack of shame and just, you know, approachability. Wow. That's because that's such a huge, hard part for parents. They're just like, I don't even want to, I'd rather just not discuss it and hope and just hope they find out somewhere else because I, I feel too uncomfortable sitting and talking to my children about this. Yeah. And it's a, such a shame on so many levels because you're leaving it up to people who um, may not be professionals or the school, which may do an incredibly inadequate job or pornography. Totally. Um, or TikTok. Just, you know, you know what I mean? I'm like TikTok and the humping on TikTok is so outrageous. I'm like, where did you learn to hump air hump? And I'm, I, then I see it on TikTok and I'm like, everybody's humping. You know? it's, it's a new dance move. It's, it's fake humping. All right. We are going to, I'm going to dive in because I, so if you guys want to follow her on Instagram, she is shameless psych shameless. I said that right. Same shameless psychiatrist. Um, it's at Instagram.com. You can go there but how to shape the sex conversations with boys and uh, pornography <clears throat> with boys. And I was saying on our Facebook live, you know, a big part of the conversation that we're trying to raise is like this kind of toxic, mas- toxic masculinity of putting power over other people to feel powerful. You, do you know what I mean? Um, especially boys seem to do that a lot to each other. Um, but let's start, let's start just with the beginning part of that. Let's talk about sex and pornography and boys. Yeah. Yes. Let's do that. So you know, I think, you know, prior to the age of 12, you really have to do your best to could parentally control all their devices because if they accidentally, they're not going to be seeking out porn necessarily, but if they accidentally stumble upon it, it can be very disturbing. Um, so you really have to do whatever you can to make sure that doesn't happen. Uh, there's great apps like Custodio uh, and other apps that allow, allow you to, you know, VPN to just see whatever they've been searching. Um, which does I think- it block them, Lisa? Does it block them or no? Yes, it does. Yeah, it blocks it, and it actually tells you what they've been searching. So if they're going down the wrong path, you can say, you know, you don't, don't type that stuff in and have that really reasonable conversation. And I think there's also a conversation to be had with younger boys, girls, for that matter. Like, if, you know, it's like watching a horror film, you know, they all can relate to that when they're too young and they watch a horror film and they can't sleep. It's like sometimes when you watch those things, it's really upsetting and you can't unsee it. So it's like if it if it feels that way to you, don't continue, you know, and that's a great, like just conversation to have with a younger kid, uh, which I've had even with my girls, because there's a lot of like, you might, you know, by mistake, type something in and then get a totally wrong thing. Right. Um, and then, you know, after the age of 12, I still think there should be, you know, parental monitoring, uh, obviously until about the age of 16. I mean, you don't want like a free for all with, with their phones. Um, so at that point, I really more recommend just like on, on occasion, just like, picking up their phones and just like your phone is not, you don't own your phone. You know, it's not your God given right to have a phone. And I will on occasion pick up your phone and look at your social media. Cause otherwise they'll just 
they'll hide everything from you and they're really good at it. So you just have to grab their phone and look at it. And, you know, I'll respect, you know, certain aspects of your phone. Like if you want to text with your friends, I'm not going to necessarily look at that unless I have a reason to suspect you're doing something, but I will like look at your social media accounts and I, you know, cause if it's public, it's public, right. Can't just say, well, it's private, but it's not, it's on yeah. social media. So, you know, they can't have it both ways. And, and, and then you really have to have a discussion about pornography because they'll just see it at other people's houses. And it's not like you can really like stop them from searching if that's what they really want uh, to do. So then it becomes more of a discussion of becoming an educated consumer of pornography. Like for example, um, uh, being very careful about what kind of pornography they watch, like having a conversation, like, you know, okay, are you watching pornography? Like, you know, there's some really crazy stuff out there. And it's like, yes, I am. They're like, yeah, I am. I mean, I think if you're open to it and you're not, if you don't come in, come at it, like you're going to be big trouble. If I find out you're watching pornography and just like, no, really, what have you seen? They'll be honest with you. I don't, I don't think teenagers inherently want to be liars. Like they're just afraid of getting into trouble. Right. So if you're very, very open about it, be like, I won't be mad. I know every kid is doing it. Like, are you watching it? What? And then you can be like, okay, if you're watching it, like, what is that experience? Like, I mean, do you realize like a, that they're actors, right? Do you yeah. realize that B, their bodies do not necessarily look like the bodies, your body or anybody else's body you may come encounter with. For example, a lot of them have been surgically enhanced. Their penis size is not average. You know, you shouldn't expect your penis to look like that. And, um, that women and men may do things in pornography that is really fringe And you certainly shouldn't go into any of your first sexual experiences thinking that anything like that is going to happen. And that's what I mean. There's not, you're not actors and actresses that are, um, you know, what is the average age where, is there an average age where pornography crosses a screen or it becomes like something that's more uh, relevant in their lives? Yeah. I mean, you know, most kids even under the age of 12 has stumbled upon it. But, you know, by 13, 14, 15, it's like almost ubiquitous um, in terms of how many people have seen it. And then what happens is it becomes, uh, it depends, like a lot of studies show that like teenage girls can ex- uh, express distress over like having seen it and thinking that their bodies aren't good enough and that it actually influences teenage boys uh sex acts like they're more likely to spank or you know be more aggressive during sex if they have watched over a certain amount of pornography it it does it does seem to do with um uh it does seem a little to do with uh how much they watched so um uh so let's say let's say you catch your kid uh, you find it on their computer or you catch them doing it, what would be the right way to respond? Like, uh, you don't want to, like, do you want to be like, oh my God, like, shut that. Like, how should we act when we catch them? You know, as I said, just be very, you know, don't be angry. Don't be upset. This is like very normal teenage behavior. They are going to look at pornography. Teenage boys and girls for that matter are going to look at pornography. I mean, they're just going to do it. So you have to be accepting of it. And instead of coming down on them for it, I mean, it depends on the age. I mean, obviously if they're very young, they should not be watching pornography, as I said, you know, but you know, at a certain age, you know, 15 and up, you can just be sure they're going to find it and look at it as you know, we all did when we were younger, looking at, you know, our parents, nudie magazines, but it just, it's not our father's playboy anymore. 
you know, yeah. those, those yeah. magazines seem almost innocent, like, you know, like compared to what we're yeah. seeing. I mean, I read my parents' joy of sex books. I mean, that, I almost feel like they should make that like required reading in 16 and up because it was so sweet, really, you know, yeah. compared to what, gentle. yeah, it's like, you know, oh, here's like an example for play with their hairy armpits and dressing yeah. up costumes. And now we're looking at like hardcore, kinky, violent pornography where women are degraded commonly. Choked and yeah. yeah and wow. It's, it's okay. like, God, I only wished my, my children um, stumble upon the joy of sex rather than <laughs> what they're seeing now, you know? And, you know, I think a couple of messages, which is like, if it's, you know, it, it, there is a correlation between a lot of pornography consumption and more violent sex acts. So like it, there is a, um, it's like a little is okay, but a lot, you know, there's meta-analysis that shows that, uh, that uh, significant pornography consumption is associated with stronger gender stereotypical sexual beliefs, earlier sexual debut, which means losing your, you know, virginity early. I hate that word and increased casual sex and increased sexual aggression. So there is like, you know, you want to be like, okay, you know, if you're going to watch, don't watch it so much, you know, can you just use images? Like, I think images are a lot better, like, you know, naked pictures. There's, uh, like a rock, like, um, a liter erotica it's called where it's like literary erotic um where you yeah, read, yeah. Sort so of read. read so read while they're learn while you're you're watching your porn basically kind of yeah, thing like you know you read the pornography and then it sparks your imagination you know can you look at still images rather than videos and just like have that conversation be like i would really prefer if you did it this way and then you can actually if you're you know depending on your comfort level as a parent you can steer them towards you know pornography sites that are fair trade which means they actually pay them and so you know it's it's better pornography and also less violent and aggressive we're gonna need all of these links and apps that you're talking about i can see the flurry of people being like what is she talking about so we'll get those to you guys i have questions from the audience and they're kind of like they're important but my son only expresses emotions through anger uh how can i start how can she help him get get back to the emotions great um if that 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 woman's child expresses anger to her in particular um consider it a love song so what i mean by that is uh they are most likely to get angry with their primary caregiver. The people that they feel the most comfortable with gets all their anger. Mm-hmm. And if, uh, if that's the case, then it's a love song to the mom. Uh, if they're angry in every part of their life, that's a really big red flag. So like if they're angry at school, to their friends, their teachers, then you got, you got a problem. If they're angry to, to, towards you, mom, it's, it's his love song to you. You know, it's like, how do you, tr- is that a problem or is that just them expressing how they feel at that age? Cause they don't have the coping skills to use the words. Exactly. That it's so the problem is, as I said, if it's ubiquitous anger, if they're starting to scream at their teachers or their principal, or then you got a big problem on your hands. But if it's anger towards the parent who they feel comfortable with, and then as soon as you know, a kid up here walks in the door. It's like, that never happened. Then that's not really a big problem. I think that's more of a developmental thing. Uh, meaning like and teens are angry. <laughs> you know, that's part of their development. They're rebelling against, you know, the cultural norms because they're trying to figure out who they are. So if it, I, I want to say in context of like, if it was just anger towards the, the mother, I'd say, you know what? 
walk into the bathroom, splash some cold water on your face, call your friends, have a glass of wine, don't react because it's really developmental. Now, if the anger is ubiquitous, then I could give you other suggestions because then you got a problem on your hands. I think it's more like a lot of questions are, how do I help my son express his emotions? Um, Like, I feel like this emotions and boys thing seems to be a big topic with uh, the feelings. I don't know what, is there a way to teach them or is, is that a gender specific issue or have you noticed any of that? Yeah, I mean, I always call it like, you know, I feel like teenage boys between like 12 and 16 become like slightly autistic. <laughs> you know, they like go inwards. It's very developmental. And then they come back out of their shell again. And you only see them express emotions like when they're gaming or they're with their friends. Um, and it's, it's kind of very developmental, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't do anything about it. Um, I think the real way to access a teenage boy is to not ask them about themselves. If you like, troll their social media account with them and be like, oh, what's this person doing? Or what's that person doing? Or like, what do you think, what happened at school the other day with like so-and-so? Are they dating? Like, oh, who's dating at your school? And you just go in it like on, around the side. They'll be much more likely to talk about their friends than they will about themselves. So that's one way to access it. Okay. So, but it's natural if they're not talking constantly to you and they're just feeling that's pretty normal. Yeah, I feel like teenage boys have a problem at those ages expressing themselves. Um, but it usually comes back if you're if you obviously, you know, are open to, you know, the discussion. And I think um, uh, the other thing is don't use like very open ended questions. They don't do well with those. So I call them forced choice questions and they do a lot better with those, which means um, uh, what do you think the right age to date is 15 or 16? You know, like. You know, so they can't be like, I don't know. Like, you know, it's it's like these choices where you're kind of making them pick. And then once they do, you're more likely to, like, get an answer out of them. Um, this is my therapy tricks, you know, because these kids are coming in all day long. So that's one option. And the other is um, I love cognitive behavioral therapy. And, you know, if your kid is really struggling with anger, cognitive behavioral therapy is so great. And even doing it as a family, I know it sounds strange, but everybody can learn how to process their thoughts and emotions in a more constructive way. So, um, you know, there's great books on it. There's great, you know, and your kid is not going to read a book on cognitive behavioral therapy. So the best like way to do that is to try to find like a family therapist or so if they're really struggling with their anger. What about anger towards siblings? I'm assuming that is pretty standard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, picture this, you're like, you know, three years old and you're the apple of your parents' eyes and like everything is going great. And all of a sudden this baby comes, he's like cute and, uh, you know, blah, blah, steals all your attention <laughs> you're yeah. and you but never quite get over it. For life, they just hold on to that for like, till they're like in like adults. Yes, they do. They really oh my do. Gosh. It's like early developmental trauma and they just are fighting for their resources and it's lifelong. And, and I'm not saying that, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. There are things you can do about it, but yeah, sibling rivalry is for real. And it's, it's very, you know, it's very like lower brain, you know, like if there's only enough food for like two kids and there's three there, you know, you know, throughout history, they're going to fight over the scraps. And so, you know, it's really ingrained, but, um, there is stuff, of course, you can do about it. I'm not saying you just let them, you know, Lord of the flies it out. But um, 
I think, you know, things you can do about it is try not to get involved too much because I feel like the more you try to referee, the worse off you're going to get. So for example, if one punches the other one or, you know, in the face, you don't know that the other one is not squeezing his knee underneath the table. So you take a side and you're, and then it just infuriates them both. Right. So I always say like, if you're going to deliver a punishment, it needs to be the same punishment for both child, no matter what their circumstance. So then they quickly learn like, Oh, we're both going to get in trouble. Um, this is not going to get me anywhere. Um, and I uh, deliver a lot of rewards. Like parents forget that, like, you need to really reward the good behavior. So um, if, you know, if one child is sweet to the other child, then both get a reward, both get taken to ice cream, both, you know, uh, things like that. You know, you buy the older son the car, you know, because he just got his driver's license on the condition that he drives his younger son to school every day without complaining. Otherwise, the car gets taken away. Things like that. That's like a teenage trick. Does that make sense? That does make sense. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. We hope you um, truly enjoyed listening to that expert because that's what it's all about is bringing you guys information quickly and easily so you don't feel overwhelmed because gosh, this parenting journey can feel so lonely and so overwhelming. If you are interested in knowing more about The Common Parent, head to thecommonparent.com. It is just full of amazing, useful, easy information to make you feel a little bit more in control and actually help your relationship with your teen or tween. And to be honest with you, it goes across like all of our relationships because relationships are relationships are relationships. And couldn't we all use a little little bit of help in that area? Um, We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Make sure you go to thecommonparent.com. And again, thank you guys for joining us. Um, Wherever you may be, we hope you have a beautiful, wonderful day or night. 